there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. We are told of a time of very much unpleasantness. A time that no one wants to be in a situation when we are weeping and have gnashing of teeth. A place that is very uncomfortable and a place that will never end. And you may wonder who will be in such a place. On five different occasions, Jesus tells us who will be there. He tells us the sons of the kingdom will be there. There will be those that are not properly attired. There are those that serve in an evil way. There are those that are not prepared. There are those that do not use the talents that God has given them. There are those that the Lord simply does not know. And as we look through the Gospels primarily in Matthew, but also in Luke, we find exactly under what circumstances these were told. First, we go to the Gospel of Matthew chapter 8. Matthew chapter 8, and we begin in verse 5. Matthew chapter 8, beginning in verse 5. Now when Jesus had entered Capernaum, a centurion came to him pleading with him, saying, Lord, my servant is lying at home paralyzed, dreadfully tormented. And Jesus said to him, I will come and heal him. The centurion answered and said, Lord, I am not worthy that you should come under my roof. But only speak a word, and my servant will be healed. For I also am a man under authority, having soldiers under me. And I say to this one, Go, and he goes. And to another, Come, and he comes. And to my servant, Do this, and he does it. When Jesus heard it, he marveled and said to those who followed, Assuredly, I say to you, I have not found such great faith, not even in Israel. And I say to you that many will come from east and west and sit down with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. But the sons of the kingdom will be cast out into outer darkness. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then Jesus said to the centurion, Go your way, and as you have believed, so let it be done for you. And his servant was healed that same hour. The one that came to Jesus knew what power Jesus had, that surely indeed he was able to heal the one that was sick. And he went to him, and as he began to do so, Jesus commended him for his great faith. In fact, he had not even seen such faith in Israel. And speaking of the faith that he had seen, And the faith that he knew that did not exist. In verse 12, he made a contrast. Or in verse 11, he said, Many will come from east and west and sit down with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. But then he said in verse 12, But the sons of the kingdom will be cast out into outer darkness. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. 
Warren had great faith, but he says the sons of the kingdom will be cast out. Just because one is a son of the kingdom does not necessarily mean that they will always belong to that kingdom. A son may reside, but may not abide. One could give the appearance to be somewhere, but physically is one thing, perhaps mentally, emotionally, they may be distant, or they may have something from the very beginning, only to have it given up. Do you recall in Genesis chapter 25, how there was one individual that indeed had a birthright, remember Esau, and yet it was told by Jacob that there was something better that he had, and Esau was willing to sell his birthright for something in return. What he had as a son indeed was rightfully his, but he was willing to give it up. There are those that become children of God, those that become his sons, but there also becomes temptation. And those sons have a choice to remain faithful unto God or to turn aside and go their own way. Some to have what God would give to them or what they would have for themselves. Those that do not choose to abide in the faith are those that will be cast into outer darkness, and there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. But then we go to the Gospel of Matthew chapter 22, and there we find another occasion in which some will enter into weeping and gnashing of teeth. Matthew chapter 22, beginning in verse number 1, Jesus answered and spoke to them again by parables and said, The kingdom of heaven is like a certain king who arranged a marriage for his son and sent out his servants to call those who were invited to the wedding, and they were not willing to come. Again he sent out other servants, saying, Tell those who were invited, See, I have prepared my dinner. My oxen and fatted cattle are killed, and all things are ready. Come to the wedding. But they made light of it, and went their ways, one to his own farm, another to his business, and the rest seized his servants, treated them spitefully, and killed them. But when the king heard about it, he was furious, and he sent out his armies, destroyed those murderers, and burned up their city. Then he said to his servants, The wedding is ready, but those who were invited were not worthy. Therefore go into the highways, and as many as you find, invite to the wedding. So those servants went out into the highways, and gathered together all whom they found, both bad and good. And the wedding hall was filled with guests. But when the king came in to see the guests, he saw a man there who did not have on a wedding garment. So we said to him, Friend, how did you come in here without a wedding garment? And he was speechless. Then the king said to the servants, Bind him hand and foot, take him away and cast him into outer darkness. 
for there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. For many are called, but few are chosen. You find in the first four verses of this text, there were those in which the certain king invited. There were many that were called, but according to verses 3 through 6, many did not come. They had reasons of their own. Perhaps they just simply did not want to. Perhaps they thought other things were more important. Perhaps they simply were not interested in what was being offered to them. And then we become exactly the result of what took place. There in verse 9, the rest were invited. And as those began to be invited, those that passed up on the first opportunity indeed were destroyed. And so, after one group of people had an opportunity and wasted it, another group of opportunity was given, yet some took advantage and some did not. But one individual in particular, even though he came, was not properly attired. We're told that he did not have on a wedding garment. He knew the occasion in which he was going, but yet he was not prepared. When you look at the book of Revelation, there in chapter 19, you begin to find exactly one particular relationship of a marriage. In Revelation chapter 19, there, beginning in verse 7, John begins to say the things that he hears, Let us be glad and rejoice and give him glory. For the marriage of the Lamb has come, and his wife has made herself ready. And to her it was granted to be arrayed in fine linen, clean and bright, for the fine linen is the righteous acts of the saints. Then he said to me, Write, Blessed are those who are called to the marriage supper of the Lamb. And he said to me, These are the true sayings of God. A wonderful marriage is given, the Lamb. Sometimes we sing the song, and the church is holy bride. And you find the righteous acts of the saints, those that are clean, those that are pure, those that are arrayed in linen. We find also in Revelation chapter 3, those in the church of Sardis were told, beginning in verse 4, You have a few names, even in Sardis, who have not defiled their garments, and they shall walk with me in white. For they are worthy. He who overcomes shall be clothed with white garments. And I will not blot out his name from the book of life. But I will confess his name before my father and before his angels. Those that are dressed in white. Those that are pure. Those that have their sins washed away. But also those that maintain them. Those that continue to do what is necessary to keep them clean. 
In Revelation chapter 16 and in verse 15, again John writes what he has heard. Behold, I am coming as a thief. Blessed is he who watches and keeps his garments, lest he walk naked and they see his shame. One that hangs on to his garments, one that keeps them in the proper condition, one indeed who remains faithful. And speaking of remaining faithful, that takes us to the third scenario that we find in the Gospel of Matthew. This time we go to chapter 24. Matthew chapter 24, beginning in verse 45. Matthew chapter 24, beginning in verse 45, Jesus said this, Who then is a faithful and wise servant, whom his master made ruler over his household, to give them food in due season? Blessed is that servant whom his master, when he comes, will find so doing. But surely I say to you that he will make him ruler over all his goods. But if that evil servant says in his heart, My master is delaying his coming, and begins to beat his fellow servants, and to eat and drink with the drunkards, the master of that servant will come on a day when he is not looking for him, at an hour that he is not aware of, and will cut him in two, and appoint him his portion with the hypocrites. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. You find quite a contrast. First in verses 45 through 47, Jesus says, Blessed is that servant whom his master, when he comes, will find so doing. One that is ready, one that is busy, one that is ready to be found doing something good. You know, this reminds me when I was growing up, I could remember seeing a certain sticker that said I was caught being good. And it was good to wear that sticker when you knew that the teacher saw that you were doing something good. Even when you didn't expect anything, they noticed you were doing something good. But you know, on the other side, even when you do not expect something to happen, and you are found like the wicked servant, not doing anything at all, waiting for your master to come, thinking that it is going to be a delay, or not doing anything, but also doing evil, doing the bad things, punishment still will be coming. One that procrastinates. One that says, I don't have to worry about anything right now. I've got a little bit of time. You know, there were some that told this to the Apostle Paul as he was on trial toward the end of the book of Acts. There was one that said, when I have more convenient season, I will call for you. And you know, we're never told if that convenient time ever came. It's sad to think about, but that is the way that some people view the coming of the Lord. And therefore, when the time comes, they are not ready. They will soon be found weeping and gnashing their teeth. But then in the very next chapter, 
in Matthew chapter 25. Again, we find those that will have weeping and gnashing of teeth. In verses 14 through 30, Jesus tells the parable of the talents. And you may recall this very parable as one man that was given five talents, another was given two, and yet a third was given one. And as the master went away, the one that was given five talents earned five more. The one that was given two talents earned two more. And yet the one that was given one talent went and hid what he was given. And when the master came back, there in verse 21, the Lord said to the one that earned five talents, Well done, good and faithful servant. You are faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. Then in verse 23, the one that was given two talents that earned two more was told the same thing. Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. But the one that received one talent, well, he confessed. He knew what kind of person his master was. He admitted his fear, and he admitted that he went and hid it, and was willing to give back what was given to him. But in verse 26, he was told something different. His Lord answered and said to him, You wicked and lazy servant, you knew that I reap where I have not sown, and gather where I have not scattered seed. So you ought to have deposited my money with the bankers, and at my coming I would have received back my own with interest. Therefore take the talent from him and give it to him who has ten talents. For to everyone who has, more will be given, and he will have abundance. But from him who does not have, even what he has will be taken away. And cast the unprofitable servant into the outer darkness. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Two out of three servants were profitable. They went out and doubled what they had been given. One servant was unprofitable. Not only did he not gain anything else, he also lost what he had. And he was cast into outer darkness, where there will be the weeping and gnashing of teeth. But finally, there is another occasion that is found in the Gospel of Luke. And this time we go to Luke chapter 13, beginning in verse 22. In Luke chapter 13, there in verse 22, Jesus went through the cities and villages, teaching and journeying toward Jerusalem. And one said to him, Lord, are there few who are saved? A question that a lot of people truly want to know, but perhaps are afraid to ask. Are there few who are saved? And Jesus said in verse 24, Strive to enter through the narrow gate. For many, I say to you, will seek to enter and will not be able. 
When once the master of the house has risen up and shut the door, and you begin to stand outside and knock at the door, saying, Lord, Lord, open for us. And he will answer and say to you, I do not know you where you are from. Then you'll begin to say, We ate and drank in your presence, and you taught in our streets. But he will say, I tell you, I do not know you where you are from. Depart from me, all you workers of iniquity. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. When you see Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and all the prophets in the kingdom of God, and yourselves thrust out, they will come from the east and the west, from the north and the south, and sit down in the kingdom of God. And indeed, there are last who will be first, and there are first who will be last. Instead of giving a direct answer to that question, are there few who are saved, Jesus focused on the many. Many will strive to enter through the narrow gate, which, as we know, leads to everlasting life. But he says they will not be able. There will come a time in which those that are trying to get in will not be able to get in. Because they are not going in the right way. In the Gospel of John, Jesus tells us how he is the good shepherd and how he leads his sheep. But he also says, I am the door to the sheep. And there are some that do not go in by the door, but try to go around some other way. And he said the same is a thief and a robber. And you know that if they cannot get in by their way, well, they will expect the Lord to let them in. But he says here in verse 25, there will those that say, Lord, Lord, open unto us. But you know, it's not just enough to say, Lord, Lord. We must do the will of our Father who is in heaven. It's not enough just to say, Lord, Lord, you did all this and we were there. No, rather, we must do something. We must do something good. Those that were not doing anything, those that he called were workers of iniquity, he told them to depart from him. There would be weeping and gnashing of teeth, a place where Jesus would not be. So who will be weeping and gnashing their teeth? I believe it's very clear with the illustrations that Jesus used. Those that are the sons of the kingdom, those that are not actively allowing their faith to produce. There are those that are not properly attired, having their sins washed away those that are not continuing to live the faithful Christian life, those who think the Master is delaying His coming, those that are found idle, those that are doing wickedness, those that are not profitable servants, those that are not using the talents that God has given to them. There will be those that, as Jesus said, are with the hypocrites. There are those that say, Lord, Lord, but do not do his will. Are we afraid that we might hear that very word? 
There there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. I certainly hope not. I hope that we are ready to hear something else. I hope that we are doing what is necessary, like the profitable servants were told in Matthew chapter 25, when Jesus said, Well done, good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of your Lord. If there is joy, there will not be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Isn't that what you want? That's where I want to be. You want to be there? Well, you can do something about that right here, right now. As together we stand and sing.